AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Chip, it's our last podcast of the oh year. Oh my God, I cannot believe it's the end of the year. I mean, it is the end of the year. I'm dying because this is basically how we started every podcast of 2022. Can you believe that it's December? <laughs> but I mean, it's, first of all, I'm still not used to writing 2022. Really? That's yeah. interesting since it's December. <laughs> I know. Since We're it's almost 2023. 2023. Yeah. Yeah. It's it going to be a like hard one a fake for you. Seems like such a fake year. God, I'm almost 50. Oh my God. <laughs> really having some deep oh, combos yeah. to start this. I don't feel I, 50. It's fun. Not that 50 is bad. But actually not feel. even also almost 50. You still have a couple years. Maybe. Yeah, I know. But in the grand scheme of my the length of my life sure a sure, couple sure. years is not very much time no and you're way closer to 50 than 40 now so yes wow shots <laughs> fired oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. well we were talking and this is the last podcast of the year and it's been such a good year i i don't feel like it's been actually you said it feels like it's not been a year 2021 to me i was like did that happen what like that was such a weird experience and 2020. And so I think that's, we're still kind of in that haze and it seems like things are maybe starting to like normalize or get heated again. I don't know. I feel it like, Oh, it's on. Yeah. Game on life. Let's go. Um, but we're moving into the new year and we were just talking before we're definitely ready for a break and a reset, but I do feel like this year has gone out for me at least on high. Like it's, it's feeling like I feel like myself, I've got a good energy going into this next year. And we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Like just, we feel this feeling of hope that maybe we haven't felt in a while of just like excitement and hope. And yeah, here it comes 2023. So I wanted to ask you, I like to do like peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. Some people do this over dinner of like, what was your peak in your valley of your day or your week or whatever. And it can be a good way to catch up. But I wanted to do of your year. Could you look back at 2022 and think of maybe your highest point or your highest lesson and the the most positive thing that you've learned this year? And then maybe one of the hardships or lessons that you learned that 
wasn't so fun, but maybe taught you some things that you're going to take with you into 2023. Well, you know, it's funny because when I started thinking about it and something that like I identified as a valley mm-hmm. also has a peak to it. Oh, look at this. Um, although I also have a peak, but like, okay. you know, I, I think it's just important to like, and maybe this is just an indication of this fact, but like something that feels like a valley yeah can have a peak because it's the things that scare us the most that actually push us forward the most if we can overcome them you know or address them head on so I mean my valley was I mean I um I parted ways with a client this year Oh, I forget and, that was this I mean, year. Yeah, it I mean, it's like 800 it, years ago. It really does. And it, you know, like I, I put a lot into it and um, I cared a lot about it. And it kind of felt like, and and a, a lot, I experienced a ton of like personal and professional growth throughout that relationship in that period. Right. So there was a little bit of like the sky is falling kind of mentality to like, what what's going to happen to me? What does this mean for my career? And, um, and, you know, I also am a people pleaser and I don't like to lose and I don't like to feel like I've failed and I don't like mm-hmm. to feel like I've let people down. But it was one of the first times in my life that I could very clearly see, like, you just have to do what's best for you. And what's best for you right now is actually kind of best for everyone in this situation. And I just like stepped up fearlessly, made a decision, and it the relationship ended, and it was yeah. fine. And and in fact, it immediately opened doors for me to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so all of the fear that I was associating with making a change wasn't real; it was all in my head. Sure. So that valley ended up being also kind of a peak for me this year. Um, so, but I, th- I feel like that's cheating to be like, there's my peak and valley right. um, <laughs> because in hindsight, it was a peak, you know, like in the moment it felt like a valley, yeah. but in hindsight, it was a peak. Um, a pure peak for me was, um, the experience of making the try Jesus video with El King, mm. because it was like one of those thin air ideas that came to fruition and was like, a, it was incredibly fun. B, I got to like work with someone who like I really fucking admire, mm-hmm. um, uh, whose name is Edie Patterson. Um, you know, I like the result was amazing. It was fun. It proved that like if you just sometimes all you have to do is ask the question and go after something and it yeah. can become a reality. Yeah. And um, so that was you know, creatively, like, and I hate that both of my things were about work, but I tend to be a workaholic anyway. And my work is kind of my life in some ways, but the peak thing to me, take the work out of it. It was a creative thing that, you know, that like, um, really like filled my heart. And, um, again, prove that like anything is possible if you just sort of set your mind to it and like figure out the way to make something happen. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I kind of relate to a lot of the stuff you just said with my peaks and valleys, but I think of something I hear a lot of in you. And I find this to be a really interesting experience that like, as I get older, I'm recognizing in so many people, but 
I think we assume that like, like, okay, you're in management, right? And so we're like, well, Chip just like is a manager. He knows what to do. He, he has this doubt in or whatever. And you do on a lot of levels. And then the, but also as you get older, you realize like we're constantly growing. And just because you're in this position, like it doesn't mean you just have it all figured out or you're just going to stop growing in that position. And so like what I've seen you do over the year and like kind of what I hear in this experience is like you faced some new things and maybe some of them are challenges, but also like you've been able to evolve and become just even better at your job and you're learning like new experiences and taking in one of your greatest skill sets, which is your creativity and expanding that. And like, it's just, it just opens up the doors to have even more opportunities, right? even in the roles that you're currently in, you know, like, I just think that's like an interesting thing. Cause as a kid, you always just think adults have everything figured oh, out all the time. Right. I <laughs> mean, I've you- been thinking about my parents a lot lately. Yeah. And how old, if I were them at 47 years old, I would have a 17-year-old kid right now. Isn't that wild? And I thought my parents knew everything when I was right. seven. I thought they had it all figured out. And they yeah. were just they were just me. They were like drinking with their friends still. Probably Figuring like, it out as they go. Yeah. Like, how are we going to pay for college for these motherfuckers? Right. You know, like. Right. I would have had, I would have a kid in college and one in high school. Like, that is terrifying so to me. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, let's hear yours. I want to hear about your year. Um, well, so I don't have as specific examples as you, but I mean, I've been pretty open about the last couple of years just being, they really rocked me. And I went through some really low, low valleys and maybe some of the lowest of my life, if I'm being honest. And I think because it, it went across the board for me, like it was like romantic friendship work. It was just, I kind of got hit all at the same time, which I think a lot of people experienced because the pandemic changed our whole entire world, you know? And it was just one of those seasons where I think a lot of us went through a lot of changes, but my year sort of started that way. There was just a lot of uh, residual valleys that I was dealing with and kind of being in the trenches of um, heartbreak or pain or grief or whatever you want to say. And, and just the weight of that, you know, like, I think it really something I realized for myself is like, when I'm in that place, like, I just cannot be myself even like, I can't show up, um, because you're just heavy, you know, and it blocks you from everything. It blocks you from creativity. It blocks you from energy. Um, you know, maybe that's what a lot of people call depression or whatever. And I was just kind of there and going through the ups and downs of that, um, which is a hard thing to embrace and even talk about publicly, but I tried and then that wasn't perfect. You know, it's just like, you just beat yourself up and all this stuff. So I was there. And I think one of the reasons I feel, um, like this year was productive is because it was just such a healing year. Like I hated that. And I hated being in the space of like doing quote unquote, the work or having to dive in and look deeper at myself or healing work and, um, crying and all just all the shit. I just hate that feeling. And I can see the benefit of it now because I find myself feeling maybe the true, like the truest version of myself than I've ever been. And just feeling like really, um, I don't know if the word satisfied is right, but 
like my life isn't perfect. I don't have everything figured out. I don't have like my next steps figured out all the time or even, you know, like with what I want to do with work. Like I still feel like I'm navigating a lot and picking up some pieces or shifting and growing. Um, I'm not in a relationship, but like I'm the most content that I've ever felt, which is really interesting to me. And I said to someone the other day, like they were asking me about if I'm dating and I'm not in a relationship and I have been going on dates and stuff, but it's just really not that big of a priority for me right now. And that's weird. <laughs> like right, right. never felt that. I always have felt this pressure of like, I just, I have to find a relationship because then I'll be happy or that just feels like as a woman, sort of your purpose sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and like, especially if you want to have kids and maybe it's because I went through fertility struggles and like, maybe I just have kind of let go of the pressure of that. And like, it's going to be what it's going to be. I can't control it. Um, but I feel peaceful in it now. And I just trust the universe that like, I'm going to get what I'm supposed to get. And if I don't, then it wasn't meant for me. And so I feel very, um, satisfied. I don't know. And then then that just makes me like have hope, you know, like what can I open myself up to now that I'm just feeling like, okay, like I feel good in myself. And so I'd say like my valleys were maybe, um, just feeling like in the trenches of working through some things, but also the peak came from a lot of that work. And, um, maybe my relationship with myself is just I don't know. It's just become the priority for me. And it's like, because I've really worked on that and where I've gotten with that, like, it just really is like a high point now. And I feel happy. And then it can kind of explode into everything else in my life, like my friendships, my work relationships, all of it. So I don't know. It makes me excited for the future and like what's to come. I mean, it's just, what's interesting when hearing you say all that, it's like it, it, I was trying to like think of like life in like this linear way. And when we Mm -hmm. talk about peaks and valleys, it's like, I think the most important thing to remember is to always continue walking forward because like when you think of life in like a, as a mountain range, it's like, if you are walking forward, you are constantly hitting new peaks. Yeah. And sometimes there might be a valley, yeah. but just keep walking forward and you'll start to hit another peak, you know? And it's, and I think that that's where that satisfaction is coming from yeah. because you continued to walk forward. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are people that get stuck in that valley and it's the depression. And then it's like this, and I know it's chemical, so it's, it's a lot easier said than done. And I don't want to oversimplify it, but like, there are people that do actually like get in their head and sort of choose that cycle of depression Mm -hmm. um, and choose to not walk forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's really important. You have to just choose to walk forward because it might not be an instant peak that you feel, but like eventually the mountain's going to start going back up. Totally. Uh, And I think there's very few things. I mean, I know there are some things in life that's like your life is over, but in my experience, it can feel like your life is fucking over when something doesn't go the way that, you know, like if you're on a path really hard and then it just kind of explodes and you're just left with the shambles of that being like, how will I ever go on? Or this is ruined or this is, you know, this hardship like took me out. And I think, I do think it's really important to feel all the feelings around it and like really process it so you can cleanly move on and not stay stuck. That's another way I think people stay stuck, but I don't really, um, I think one of the, the narratives I've let go of and maybe why I'm feeling so hopeful is like, 
it, it's not good. It's not over. Life isn't over. And like, yes, things didn't go the way I was expecting them to. And some of that was extremely painful, but that just is like, it's a shift. It's a redirection. And it's like, because, well, that wasn't what was meant for me or whatever. Or like that was out of alignment or whatever it is. And like, what's next then? Like you're saying, you know, and um, how many times in life have things not gone the way you expected them, but they were better than you expected. Well, I think that's, I right. think that's important to remember too, because we take those for granted and forget about that. Like well, that's what happened in your experience yeah. that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to discount, like some of the stuff was really hard and like, there's parts of me, like, you know, I may never have kids and I've had to let go of that. And that's that just because I've like resolved that it doesn't mean I'm like happy about it per se, but I sort of have adopted a new mentality of like, well, if I am not going to be a mother, like the universe has given me some sort of caring for that. And so like, there's good there, that love is going to be used for something. And right. I'm just like going to keep showing up and that will become apparent to me. So this isn't to diminish anyone's pain. Like, I'm not trying to say that at all. I just think that it is easy for me specifically sometimes to get like doomsday of like, how will I ever survive? Right. You know? And some of this stuff felt like that to me, but here I am and I survived and the sun came up. Like my dad texts me every day and it's just like that mentality. I just really have bought into and it feels really fucking good. So that's my, that's my peak. There you I'm taking go. that with I me love it. 2023. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So we wanted to leave you guys with a little note this year because we're going into the break. And, you know, that's one of the times that I actually like to process the most because I think... 
you're letting go of a lot of the stuff that happened, like we said, and kind of looking back at the year and going, you know, that was a valley, that was a peak, whatever, what we just did basically. But then there is always this new shift of energy when you walk into a new year. And it's kind of the time we all like to look at and reset. And you had sent me this post that I think Maria Shriver did. And so we wanted to kind of, we wanted to read that post and we wanted to talk about the notes of that just as we go into this new year, like it talks a little bit about priorities and I would love the way they tell it in this, um, this story we're about to read you guys, but just where we want to put our priorities and then maybe some things that we want to let go of that are blocking us from actually getting the things that we want in life or focusing our energy on the things that are truly important to us. Did you want to read it, Chip, or do you want me to? Um, do you have it? Yeah, I have it pulled up. So you do it then. All right. Um, and I should. I also want to note that sh- it was originally posted from a site called uh, an Instagram page called Royal Eyes with a Z. Um, it says a good friend of mine unexpectedly lost his wife. A couple months later, we were golfing together, chatting about nothing. He asked what my dinner plans were, and I told him wifey wanted my homemade chili and cornbread, but I didn't feel like stopping at the store. We gawked a few more minutes when he quietly said, make the chili. It took me a few minutes to realize we were no longer talking about dinner. It was about going out of your way to do something for someone you love, because at any moment, you could unexpectedly they could unexpectedly be taken from you. So today, I'm sharing with you that wisdom handed to me by my dear friend that I've thought of many times since that day. Next time someone you love wants you to go for a walk or watch a football game or play a board game or just put your phone down and give them your undivided attention, just do it. Make the chili. I love that. It's going to be a new motto. Make the chili. Make the chili. It sort of reminded me of what we were talking about when you said the thing about um, changing the narrative from I have to do something to I get to. Right. Like that is totally what I read in that story of just like, what a gift. You still have a wife and she loves your chili. Like go to the fucking store and make the, make the chili. chili. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Do you want to read what Maria said? Yes. I will read her caption because that was actually another part to me that brought up some um, interesting thoughts that I want to take with me into the new year. But Maria Shriver wrote in her caption, my daughter, Catherine Schwarzenegger shared this with me today. And I had to pass it along to all of you, especially as we get busy with the holidays. It's important to take time to make the chili, to find the moments in between, to find the joy. It is true. We never know what might be our last, what moment might be our last, but we also know what, what moment might be our best. I'm sorry. We also don't know what moment might be our best. What small moment might hold that memory you replay over and over The reality is we have to make time. We have to say no to what doesn't serve us in order to prioritize what does. We need to make the chili. I can't wait to make the chili with lots of special people this holiday season. Who are you making the chili with? Question mark. That's what Maria left us with. (laughs) Chip, who are you making the chili with? Well, you know, it's it's funny because obviously it made me think of you know, my family, my parents are aging. They're in their late seventies now. And I don't live really close to them. My sister lives about an hour away. So she sees them a lot more frequently. And so I, I make it home two to three times a year. So if my parents were to live another 20 years, I'm going to see them 40 to 60 times for the rest of my life. 
So um, one of the times that I do get to see them is I go home for like a week or so over Christmas. And often, you know, I get home, I'll get home and I'll be like really excited that I've got all this time. And then two days in, I'm like, they're driving me crazy. Why am I here for a week? This house is hot. The television's loud. And I try to retreat to my phone. And when I read this, I was like, I'm going to make a concerted effort this year to not do that, to spend like it's not just seeing them, it's spending time with them. And I want to do that. And it also made me think like, you know, my mom, every time I talk to my mom, she's like, you better get me some ideas for Christmas. I'm like, well, you better get me some too. And she's like, all I want is my children home. Mm. And that's the making the chili for her. Like she's Mm -hmm. just like, just be home. So, you know, it's, I I used to be where I I would go home and I would want to like immediately like drop my bags and go drink with friends and hang out with like people that I haven't seen in forever. But the older I get, the more I'm like, no, I just kind of want to be home. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's like, that's my making the chili this year. Like I, I'm, you know, making a vow to myself to actually connect and be present and spend time with my parents because they're not going to be around forever. And, you know, the older we all get, it's more apparent. I know. I think that is so interesting because that's kind of what mine was too. Um, my grandmother has Alzheimer's and sorry, I'm getting emotional. Um, (laughs) Oh gosh, sorry. (laughs) Um, it's definitely one of those things where it's not an easy disease, you know? And so you kind of like there's ups and downs and I find myself sometimes wanting to like shut down and not see her. She actually lives in Nashville, like a little bit outside of Nashville. And, um, I'll, because it's hard, sometimes I just don't want to see her. Right. And my my aunt actually the same day you fucking sent me this. So I was like, this is so weird. But she asked me if I could go um stay with her. She lives with my aunt and uncle. Stay with her one night next weekend because they are uh gonna be out of town. And at first I was like, oh, you know, like it's a Saturday after a long week and I'm going to, what do you call it when you're not babysitting, but (laughs) I mean, you're babysitting (laughs) this like bad attitude and I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, why am I doing this? And then I was like, oh, it's just because I like sometimes shut down because the emotions are hard, you know, but I immediately thought of that. It's not a have to, like I get to, and she's here now. And that's part of life is like, having these people we love. And I'm so lucky that I still have grandparents alive. Like, right. Yeah. You know, a lot of my friends don't. And so I said, yes, and I'm going to go do that. And it kind of just shifted my narrative of like, instead of looking at, oh, she's not going to be here that much longer and feeling like, I mean, I am sad about that, but like also she's still here right now, instead of focusing on that moment, focus on the right now moment. And I think sort of like what you're saying, as we all get older, you know, I'm watching my parents deal with the grief of losing their parents. And so then it shifts your narrative too, of like, well, my parents aren't going to be here forever either. And so just really getting to experience the time that I have with them now and being grateful for the relationships that I have with both of my parents. I don't think anyone comes from a perfect family, but I have so much respect for my parents and their like growth and evolution in life. And they've taught me so much. And, um, you know, my mom's been coming up here a lot more to see her mom. And sometimes I let work get in the way of that. Even like, I'm like, Oh, I'm so busy and it's stressful. And I would, she came last weekend and I was like, you know what? I'm so fucking lucky that I have this mom who loves me so much. And we get to like hang together and have fun and 
Um, I'm just trying to really like embrace the present with that kind of stuff. And right. make the fucking chili. Like, yeah. I mean, especially while you can, like, there's just so much to be grateful for. So I loved that reminder. And for me, when I read Maria Shriver's caption, um, it just reminded me like the things that no longer serve us. Like there's a lot that I've let go of. And a lot of that, a lot of times is narratives in my own head. And one of mine is that like some of the things that seem so important in the moment and that I'm so stressed about, like what is actually that urgent or what is actually the thing I need to be super prioritizing. And for me on that Saturday, next Saturday, it's my grandmother and just being present with her and enjoying that time that I have. And not letting work or tiredness from the week get in the way of that, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and I think it's important, like, you know, it's whether it's Alzheimer's or <laughs> just aging or moving to a different city, like, we all, like, the person that you remember from your childhood, whether she had Alzheimer's or not, she would be a different person today, you know? Oh, so it's yes. like, how how do you experience the person that she is right now? Because there will be those moments where she will be lucid and you like, that's what you will take with you. It's like, thank God I got those final moments with her. You know, it's, um, and I look, it's the same way with my parents. Like I wish that they were still like young and vibrant in the way that I have memories of. So it's like now that when, when I'm home and they seem old and I get annoyed because they can't do the things that they used to do. I'm just like, Thank God I have old parents. I could not have them anymore. Completely. Um, so it's like I, I need to check myself. And this is just like a really nice reminder of it. You know, it's I I from afar do I harbor some jealousy of the fact that my sister can hop in the car and an hour later be at my parents' house and having my mom cook dinner. And it's like, I would love to be able to do that. But because I chose a different path in life that like, thank God my parents were like, supportive and wanted Mm -hmm. me to follow my dreams and all of those things. Like I recognize that they suffered for my happiness. Mm -hmm. So if I can give them the joy of just spending time with them, it's like, I feel like I'm giving something back. Yeah. And I think it's also like when you were just talking, I was remembering um, my grandfather who was married to this grandmother. Um, He died from Parkinson's. Uh, some years back. And when he was really sick, he was in a wheelchair and he was always a very active guy. And so it was really hard. Like I remember one day him saying, I never thought I would end up here. And um, that was so hard. You know, that's also yeah. a really hard disease. But I remember one time um, I went to go stay with him, similar situation. And we were sitting there like he's in this wheelchair, so he can't be moving around. And so he asked me to move him to the front window of their house. And we sat and watched cars go by because he loves cars. And there would be some that would go by and he would tell me like what they were. Like they would pass really fast. And he would be like, oh, that was a blah, blah, blah. Because he just knew because he loved cars. And I will never forget that memory. Like that was, I just remember feeling this like satisfied, warm feeling in my heart the whole time I sat there. I sat there with him for like two hours looking at cars. And it's so silly. And it's just like, I can't, you know, that, that moment, like I never sit for two hours and look out a window, That is right. like, when do right. I that? but that's a memory I'll have forever. And, um, I still feel very connected to him, you know, even after he's gone. And so 
just thinking about in those moments when you're making the chili or you're watching the cars, like you're building memories that keep those people alive in you no matter what. And, you know, they're all a part of us anyway. And so what a gift. And if you don't have family, maybe it's your friends or maybe it's um, connections you have with animals. Like I have friends who feel that way about horses that they own or cats or dogs or anything like that. And so I think it's just whatever is in your life and in the present moment, just pausing to find out like, what is your heart's priority in this life? And we just get so lost sometimes from that. So there's something that's not serving you, that's blocking you from that. Like, this is such a good time of the year to like, just evaluate those things, you know, and really like seek out the things that can give you the moments and to go make the chili and really embrace all the beautiful things around you. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I mean, well said. It's like, I, you know, it's, I think that um, if the, the, as hopeful and as joyful as the holidays can be, they're sad and stressful to a lot of people. And I think it's important to, um, to even like dig back into the memory bank to find, you know, the joyful memories and the, the strength that you need, like in those joyful memories, like try to mine some of the strength that you might need to like move forward. You know, it can, I I know that there are people that are going to be alone and sad. And uh, I mean, I guess just lonely is the, is the right word um, throughout the holidays. But like, I do think it's to take it back to like the peaks and valleys and stuff. It's like the sun, the sun's going to come up today, you know? And I mean, it might not in Nashville today. It hasn't been days, but <laughs> it hasn't in like two weeks. Uh, but you know, it's like 
I, and sit in that loneliness, sit in that sadness, but try and find some joy in another place to help pull yourself out of it. Yeah. Well, I will say this last year on Christmas, I had COVID. Do you remember that? And yes. um, I was by myself and it was, I was so like, I've never spent a Christmas by myself, which is a blessing. I know to say that out loud. Um, but I got really sad and I was kind of panicky feeling almost of just the idea of like being stuck by myself because I couldn't leave my house because I had COVID. But I remember I posted on Instagram, like it just dawned on me all of a sudden. I'm like in 2022 or at that time it was 2021, we actually have connection at our fingertips. And so if you are alone or you don't have a family or your friends are all gone or you don't have very many friends, like there are people and support systems you can reach out to on social media or in your phone. Like if you guys are feeling sad or alone, reach out to me and ship. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just think that the, there's a good way that we can embrace that thing that we have now, like that access that we have. There is a lot of social media stuff that is overwhelming. I had a deep, dark scroll yesterday because I wasn't feeling well. And I was like deep doom scrolling on socials. And I'm like, oh, I hate social media. But then it's like, no, I got to remember there are these positive aspects of it. And we do have access to people that we've never had before. So if it is a hard time for you, like maybe making the chili is reaching out to a stranger and sending them love on Christmas or something like that, like whatever it is. But I just think that we do have options. And I just love this reminder because to me, it's all about being present and not letting the silly things that we let block us from real life moments and memories um, get in the way of that. Yeah. All right. We have a couple listener emails that got a little more emo than I thought. Yeah, I mean, it did. I, my eyes are wet. <laughs> me too. <laughs> like holding it back. Um, I didn't want to leave the year without reading to these were two like um really thought out questions. And so I wanted to get to you guys on these. This one comes from oh sorry, she has to be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> from anonymous. This one comes from anonymous. She says, Good morning. I'm a huge fan of the pod. I love your friendship and I love when y'all talk about friendship. I have a friendship question and I would love your advice about that. How do you slow down a friendship? A little backstory. I have a good friend over several years. She happens to be a lot, a big personality who takes over the room. She's constantly in communication with me. I tend to be her emotional support person. I enjoy her wit, her stories, and her friendship. However, she takes a ton of my energy. Recently, I'm going through some health issues in my family, and I just don't have the capacity to give her as much energy as she seems to require. I want to stay her friend, but I'd like to be a little less of her friend in frequency on contact and energy. How do you be a little less of a friend to a person? She doesn't read the room very well. So I'm a little at a loss of how to slowly back away, but still maintain friendship. Thank you both. I really enjoy your show. Chip? Oh, I mean, it's a tough one not knowing like how they're communicating, but I would imagine in the modern day, there's probably a lot of texting going on. Yeah. Um. I suffer from that thing where I feel like I have to text people back immediately. Yeah, me too. And, I, I, and I've been trying to be better about it and prioritize like how I respond um, and, and how quickly I respond to people um, because yeah. it does, it sets up expectations. So I think in any relationship, whether it's work or friendship or romantic, like you have to set boundaries and the responsibility of setting a boundary is always on us. 
and it can be a very uncomfortable thing. But like, I think the easiest one to start with is texting. Yeah. Create more space in the time that it takes to respond. Oh God, I was going to say the same. And and I think you when you do that, um, you can say, "Hey, hey, I'm sorry, I've been dealing with um, a health thing," or "Hey, I was dealing with my family," and you can drop hints um, that hopefully, I mean, this it sounds like this person has trouble reading the room. Um, but you can drop hints that hopefully people will pick up like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that they were dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Because if it needs to escalate to where you're like, hey, listen, I told you my family is we're dealing with some shit like I can't deal with this right now. It doesn't feel like it came out of nowhere. Like, I think you can sort of gradually like be like, come on, pick up these like nuggets that I'm dropping you. So it doesn't have to be super dramatic out of the gate. Yeah. Um that said, I mean, I don't know. I don't know this friend. I, it sounds like they are a big personality. And I certainly have people like that in my life. But I think it's just like, it's also fair to say to somebody like, hey, I love you. I'm going through a really hard time right now. Like, I just need a little bit of space. Like, I and I don't want you to make like think that this is more than it is. Like, I just need a little bit of me time. And I need to focus on myself and my family. Mm-hmm. And if somebody cannot understand that, they're not really your friend. Mm-hmm. And I think if ultimately gets to where they're not your friend, you might be better off. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, well, we need friends that understand our needs. Yeah. I think that's very, that's a very good point. I was, whenever I was reading this email, I was thinking about one of the biggest kind of lessons that keeps appearing in my life that I've really another thing that I've really accepted over the last year is like every relationship that we have is here to serve us a purpose for our higher growth, like our growth within ourselves. And it's so easy for us to be like, oh, they just don't do this. Are they, you know, they're too much. Are they blah, 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 blah. And, and put the focus on what the other person is doing. And one of the biggest lessons that I keep getting is like, yeah, but what is that showing me about me? <laughs> like in this situation, there doesn't sound like there's a lot of boundaries, period. And and that's not really just on the other person, you know, like um, we can't look at other people and go, well, they don't read the room. Well, that's not really their job either. It's our job to communicate our needs and set boundaries where we need them. And so, you know, I think it's lovely when you can have a relationship where someone's like, oh, I just know you so well, or they're very empathetic or intuitive about your needs, but that's just not going to be everyone. So instead of looking at this as like a problem, I think it's like an opportunity actually for um, a lot of growth on both ends and hopefully in your relationship. But if it's mirroring to you or like what I hear is a lot of mirroring of like, maybe there's not boundaries that are being said to her, the friend. And so if you're uncomfortable with how much communication is happening, it's really on you to, to set that precedent. Like you're saying, like I was thinking exactly the same thing of like, it's gotta be a slower text response, like just becoming less available because it doesn't sound like you're emotionally available to have the capacity to respond. And that's not her fault. And that's not really your fault either, but it's just the situation right now. Um, so like something I do with friends is, or with people when I'm in a hard spot and I feel the urge, like, Oh, I have to respond, but I don't really have it in me is I put a one hour boundary on myself. Like don't respond within an hour. And sometimes that's really hard for me. Cause I feel like people deserve that for me, but 
if it's taking from my life force, like it's not doing any of us any good. And I actually know that my friends love me and care about me enough that they wouldn't want me to do that. So I don't have to tell them why or tell them I'm even doing that, but it's just becoming like slower in your responses, like you said. So it's not this back and forth pinging. Um, You also don't have to answer the phone every time. Like if they're calling and you can't answer at that moment or you're busy, like that's okay. You know, like they can leave a message and you can call them back when you can, or if you want to, um, I differ in like, we, I don't think that you have to explain unless you're, you're comfortable doing that. But like something that I do often do is over explain. And I'm really working at trying to get better at that. But like, really, like when we set boundaries, we don't have to go like, I think they say like a child explain and adult adult informs. So like when I go into my explaining, I'm like, Hey, I can't do that because blah, 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 blah. Like, and I list out all the 800 reasons I'm in like my child mode and I feel guilty not doing what the other person wants me to do. And so I'm over explaining as a people pleasing mechanism, like to keep them happy or to not feel guilty myself. And like, that isn't what I need to be doing. And that's actually not healthy for the relationship. But like as an adult, Hey, I can't do that right now. Hope you have a blast. That's actually all we have to say. Right. (laughs) Like we don't owe anything else than that. And um, obviously, like Chip said, it's a little hard for us because we don't know the situation fully or the relationship dynamic. But I would just start small and like do the small things, take an hour to respond to a text. Then you can take two hours or you can, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. But your health and um, your mental health and emotional health is the priority and your responsibility to take care of. So, well, and and hopefully too, it's like if the way that you're um, reacting to somebody or responding to somebody changes, maybe they'll notice and say, "Hey, is everything okay? You something seems different." Yeah, you know, and then it kind of flips the narrative, and suddenly the friend is reading the room, or you know, might be reading the room. Um, right. Like it, sometimes I'm so mad that people aren't quote unquote reading the room. And I'm like, but I'm also sending major mixed messages. Like I'm not saying I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Like to myself, they have no right. fucking clue. Um, But yeah, like, and I do think you made a good point. If like you try to start setting boundaries or taking care of yourself and it's not received and it's, or it's like continued to be violated. That does give you something to evaluate about the relationship because for us to have these safe relationships, like boundaries have to be a part of it. And I am so guilty. Like, I'm not saying any of this is an indictment. I'm literally like, Oh girl, I feel this. Like this is also my, you know, my lessons here and especially in the last couple of years. And I've had to let go of some relationships because boundaries were not being respected and I wasn't able to set them and hold them because they were just walked all over. And so you'll get information either way, I guess is the point. And, but most importantly, you know, you have to take care of your own health, mental and emotional and physical. So Sending you all the love on that and um, Godspeed in the friendship. Hopefully it's like a way to really deepen the relationship, I think. Because yeah, I that's, mean, I, that's true intimacy, right? Like, totally. It's telling someone what you need is intimate, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long 
which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Okay, one more question, then we have to go. But this one comes from Whitney. She said, hey, Kelly and Chip, I was wondering if you two found any non-alcoholic drinks you enjoyed during your sober curious time. Any recommendations for mocktails, non-alcoholic brands you tried or liked or ones you didn't? Alcohol totally ruins my sleep as well. But at times I want a glass of wine with dinner for the taste or a fun drink with friends. The options of non-alcoholic beverages are tempting, but I hate wasting money trying them if they taste terrible. So usually I end up drinking sparkling water instead. I did uh, end up buying Proxy's non-alcoholic wine as it seemed to have a better reviews um, and I'd be happy to share my reviews as well once they arrive. Do you, Chip, what you just drink soda water, right? I just drink soda water with a lime. I'm I'm also not really the type that like I don't go to bars and like get I very rarely order like a specialty cocktail. Right. Um it's never really been my jam. I've just been like I drink like beer or tequila soda. Like yeah. that's kind of it. So I, and I actually am one of those people, I love water. Like I'll drink a ton of water. I also eat a ton of ice. Yeah. Um, so um, when I'm on my, my kick of not drinking, it's usually just soda water with a lime or water. Um, yeah. You or if I'm like tired, yeah. I love chewing ice. Yeah. And I do think that kind of satisfies the like yeah. craving a little bit. Um, I totally get wanting sometimes to have the like experience of having a fake mocktail or whatever. Um, for me, ritual has a really good tequila and a gin alternative. And like, I actually am not a big gin. I'm not a gin drinker at all, but I told you like the one drink that I would crave when I wasn't drinking at all was a dirty martini. And I don't know why, cause that wasn't really like my drink ever, but I guess it was like the salty nature or whatever. So I got the ritual gin. I'm looking at it right now. And, um, I would make dirty martinis sometimes with that, like a faux one. And I love that because then it's like I have one and I'm like, okay, like that craving's done and it's just over. And um, mostly it would be like when I'm with my friends and they're drinking martinis, you know, and I just wanted to have something. Um, I also love Amethyst. They have these like botanical drinks and I would make like yummy cocktails, but it's like they're all infused like cucumber, blueberry, all of these different infusions. Um, and I figured out a way to make like fake spicy margs or things like that that tasted really good. And so it was just, it felt like a treat, I guess. And kind of LaCroix can do that for me sometimes too, as silly as <laughs> yeah. but it's like the sparkly fizzy, like good tasting stuff. As far as wine, like none of them are going to be as good as, as real wine, but I did find this brand free that is so cheap and it's probably so terrible. It's probably got so much sugar, but every now and again, like when we would be traveling, I told you that was the hardest thing for me was when we would be on vacation and and you guys were all drinking. And I was just like, Oh, like the association of vacation, right. Relaxing and having a beverage to do that was, that was a hard one. 
Um, so there's this brand called free it's F R E. And I don't know, I liked their white wine for some reason. So it just tasted good. And they have a fake champagne too. So if you're looking for something for new year's and it's also like $5 a bottle, <laughs> <laughs> she would bring like a whole suitcase full of it. Right. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, I have to check a bag you guys, because I have a lot of liquids. <laughs> it's they're like, ma'am, it's 150 pounds. <laughs> Also, he's exaggerating, yeah, but okay, yeah. yeah. Funny story, Chip. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are some options. And then, like Chip said, you know, he does the ice and just the soda water. It usually is just the action of moving a drink to your mouth. It's right. and like once you get over that and you realize, like, oh, hey, it's kind of cool not to feel like tipsy or definitely cool not to feel hungover. Um, that can kind of satisfy the cravings. So, and and most people aren't even paying attention; like they no. just think you're drinking. So, the I, only reason I, they notice is because they don't want to look like idiots, right? Like, right, <laughs> right. I did notice. Like, I mean, I, I I have noticed this even prior to my little sober curiosity period. Um, so many places are now offering like mocktails. You know, I'm it's like, low. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a thing. There's a place in Austin called Sands Bar and it's all mocktails. I'm like, I kind of want to open one in Nashville. It's just like, I definitely think the option of having either, like, it's like, I was looking at my little bar in my house the other day and I literally have the equal amounts of actual alcohol and non-alcoholic options. And that felt so good to me. I'm like, this to me is how it should be is like, if people come over and they want to drink, they could have a drink. If people come over and they don't want to drink, but they want to sit and hang with everyone, I can make them a fun, yummy mocktail. You know, like, I don't know. I just like that idea of like normalizing, not drinking too, like just whatever works for each person mm-hmm. and not feeling this pressure of like, you have to be drinking. Or if you don't drink, like <gasps> what's wrong with this person? You know, I don't know. Right. Normalizing right. conversation. So those are some of my favorites. None of that is sponsored. Damn. I wish it was, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll actually add those names into the description of this podcast too. But Chip, I ask you this every time, <laughs> but I feel like I already know the answer, but is there anything that you want to leave the people with in 2022? I mean, this is it. This is your last chance to say any words of wisdom, anything you learned, any loving, kind notes you would like to leave the listeners with? Well, um, you know, I I just want to say thanks again for listening, really. I mean, I had a couple moments last week where um, people sort of came up to me and um, told me how much they love the podcast or their wife loved the podcast or, um, and it, you know, I, I've said this before, like, I forget that people listen and, and it's just like, it's really nice to hear that like we can slide into people's lives and um, bring them some joy. And um, you know, I, I look forward to continuing to do that. Thank you for the opportunity to like, you know, have an outlet, you know, it's, yeah. this podcast has made me um, more vulnerable. It's made me talk about things that I never thought I would talk about. And I think it's probably easier because I forget that people listen, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I appreciate it and always say hi. And um, yeah. So thanks for listening. I guess it's a thing and we'll see you next year. Our new tagline should be, thanks for letting us slide into <laughs> your lives. <laughs> Stay wet. Like I was gonna say, of course you make it sexual. <laughs> now I can like all I picture is like Chip 
but like it's like this little snake sliding around just like sliding into Let your in. i was like just letting them in okay <laughs> <laughs> there's so many ways we could go with that uh, and i'm just gonna stop myself uh, because i probably haven't had enough coffee to make it funny <laughs> oh my god but i will uh second all of those notes you made thank you guys so much for listening and always for saying hi and sliding into our dms everyone's just sliding around everywhere right now slip sliding away uh, but it does i mean this is like such a therapeutic situation for me and i know like for our friendship it's so fun i get to talk to you at least once a week if we yeah. you know, get to see each other um but it is always a growing and learning and entertaining moment for both of us and so thank you guys for providing us with that outlet and we'll keep showing up if you do so happy 2022 I hope wow that with a bang for everyone and as see you, you just made it sexual because <laughs> i said bang bang sliding and bangs so. well uh, i mean i might be 47 but i'll always be 13 <laughs> same <Yeah>. um <laughs> as you guys go in to 2023 as you slide on in to 2023 <laughs> i hope that it goes out with a bang of no fuck <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be me if I didn't mess it up one more time. As you slide into 2023, I hope you leave 2022 22 with a bang and you always remember to live on the edge. And no, you keep, living on the edge. <laughs> you keep living on the edge and always remember, guys. I promise to keep messing that up forever and ever and ever. Okay, yeah. you're welcome. Love, Love you guys. You, bye. Bye. <laughs>